You're listening to Spotlight On. I'm Bevan Burnell, and today the spotlight is on the Holyoke Local Cultural Council, and I'm delighted to have in the studio with me today, Anne Tallheimer. Thanks for being here today, Anne. Hi, thanks for bringing us in to talk about local arts and specifically our grant funding program. I'm so excited about it. I've gotten a couple of grants through you guys before for the theater company, and Mm -hmm. I'm super excited to be talking about this because it doesn't just benefit some people, it can benefit many people, right? So can you tell us a little bit about the Holyoke Local Cultural Council. Yeah, you bet. So the Holyoke Local Cultural Council is a program of the Massachusetts Cultural Council. Most folks know the MCC, and they do a lot of different um, granting programs. They do a lot of different, I mean, you might have seen the festival programming that comes through with them. They did individual grant recovery, like COVID recovery stuff. And one of the programs that they do is the Local Cultural Council. And so of the 351 different cities and towns in Massachusetts, there are actually 329, because the smaller ones have to share, uh, different local cultural councils. And so it's this, basically it's this grassroots grant funding program for things that have public benefit in arts and humanities and all kinds of awesome stuff. So when you think about some of the cool stuff that happens in Holyoke, we have funded a lot of that stuff through um, grants that organizations can apply for, individuals can apply for, all kinds of different things. Great, and I'm a teacher and I and my theater company has benefited from it, so definitely wanna talk about how more people can be applying, and I know deadlines are coming up for those applications. Faster than you think, yes. Right, so let's talk about that. What mm-hmm. is the application process like? How much money is available? What, what might people see if they're applying for these grants? Aha, so the first thing that you wanna do is you wanna go to the MCC main webpage and look at the information they have about the grant cycle. Applications usually open on September 1st and they run for about six weeks. And so they usually close that October 16th, October 15th, October 17th, wherever that like middle Monday happens to fall, that's when they close. And it is a firm deadline. They do not give extensions. Mm -hmm. It is an online application. Um, There's a pretty robust like FAQ, like what does this mean? How do I apply? We also emphatically recommend that people go and look at the application online, figure out those questions, and then import them like into a word processing program, write your answers there, edit them there, do your word counts there, because they're short, it's a short application. And then copy and paste them into the application. Because sometimes if you're composing inside of the application, it'll time out and then you lose all your work. Yeah, that is a nightmare. Super terrible. And they're done that. This is also (laughs) the thing you tell your students, like don't forget to save your work. Exactly. Same thing. Exactly. So good recommendation on that one. Plus, if you decide to apply again down the road, you have your verbiage, you can rework it for next time. You don't have to start from ground zero, right? Yeah, and it's, it's not a, I mean, when we think about like grant application, it's this very serious sounding thing, but these are short, like 750 words short, and we're not reading them for like fancy writing. I mean, when you think about like a professional technical grant, it's pages and pages of stuff and documentation and this, and you have to show your metrics and then you have to do all this grant reporting later. This is not that. This is basically coming to us with an idea, what's gonna happen where you, and where you're gonna do it. We definitely are looking for There are certain things, we can get into this later, that will help your application. They're not required, but it'll boost your application. But we do wanna know location. Mm -hmm. Because there's a big difference between someone saying, oh, I'm gonna have a concert in Holyoke. Uh, Just let me know where I should have it. 
we don't do that. Right. And I'm going to have a concert at Veterans Park on this day, and you have a letter of support from Parks and Rec saying, yeah, we, we're doing this. Right. For me, it seems like it's something you really already need to be moving forward with. Yeah. It re- for, and that's my experience. Somebody in the past, a couple years ago, before COVID actually said, oh, I got a grant, but we never got to do it because they never sent me the money. And I said, hey, I think you have a misconception. Correct. You need to plan your event. You need to be moving forward with it. You need to fund it. And then if you get that grant, they will give you the money after the fact. You're not getting that money up front. You're not getting that money to start that project. You're getting it afterwards in a lot of the cases. Yeah. So most of the local cultural councils do what are called reimbursement grants. Mm -hmm. There are a handful that were asked to test pilot a direct grant program. But one of the complications with that is if you get a direct grant, but it's not your full amount, and they just send you a check, but your program doesn't happen, then we have to chase you down to get the money back, which nobody likes. <laughs> it's, right. And there's a right. lot more paperwork, and it's it's weird. Um, the flip side to this is often people will say, but I'm applying for a grant because I don't have the money. What do you mean I have to put it out up front? So we also do what's called a third-party payment. So mm-hmm. here's an example. Suppose uh, you were bringing in a speaker to to the high school. Okay. And they were going to work with the students to do something awesome because that's how that goes, right? That person could send you an invoice and then you could submit the paperwork with that invoice and have a check sent by the city auditor directly to them. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. So it doesn't come out of your own pocket. On the reimbursement form, anytime anyone gets a grant, they get two things. or Well, they get an award letter and two things. One of them is... Paperwork, you have to have a vendor ID number through the city. That's a Holyoke requirement, but it's free and it's fast. And once you do it, you don't have to do it again. Um, And like tax form type stuff. Uh, But the other one is that reimbursement form. And you can see that on the MCC website as well. And there's a little box where it's like, is this a partial payment? Because you can get, if you get say $1,000 and 500 of it is for one speaker that's going to happen in April and 500 is for another speaker that's going to happen in October, you can break them into two separate payments. Um, And then there's one part, so it's final payment or process payment. And then the other one is a reimbursement or third party payment. So this is the thing that I'm talking about. And we have a pretty robust Facebook page and we have our email out there. So if someone is like, how does this work again? Just send us an email. That's really good to know because a few years ago when I started at the high school, I brought in Freestyle Love Supreme, which got really famous actually, but luckily I got them before Mm -hmm. that whole thing happened. And so, and there's even a documentary about them and all that now. That's awesome. Two on Hulu. Um, So I brought some of the members in, they did a show, that prepaid thing would have been really cool. I did pay for it out of our account, but that would have been a handy thing. Yep. Now I know, I'm putting it in my file cabinet of my brain. Yep. So we like to mention that too, because again, people are like, the reason I need a grant is because I don't have 750 bucks sitting around to pay this person. Exactly. And and speaking of numbers, how much can people get and how does that work? Uh, So it depends on a couple of different things. There are some rules around things like capital gains. Um, We don't tend to sink a lot of money into like, somebody wants to buy a lighting rig. That is not really within our funding priorities. But um, some of our grants have been five and six thousand dollars for major projects. Um, Celebrate Holyoke. Um, Sometimes organizations are fiscal agents. And what that means is like they help sponsor for another event like Holyoke Pride. Their fiscal agent is the print shop. 
Okay. And so if you look at the website, it looks like the print shop got like a whole ton of different grants, but the Holyoke Pride one was broken into three because that's their that's the fiscal agent. Right, and they're the fiscal agent for Artery also, aren't that's they? That's correct, okay. exactly. Um, and this, this is very common, mm-hmm. particularly because if individuals are nervous about dealing with a lot of money, they'll find a fiscal agent. So you have an intermediary to help cut the checks. Um, so yeah, we've funded grants that are five or six thousand dollars. We've funded grants as small as fifty bucks. That's great. It, it depends on your project and what you need. The one right. thing we're not allowed to fund, and this is a state requirement, and I don't know why. No food, no refreshment, none of that. So if you're doing an arts program after school with students, and you buy them a pizza and like stuff to draw with, we can fund the stuff to draw with. We just can't fund the pizza. Okay. I don't know why. I, I wish we could. I wish the state would change that, but here's where we are. Right. I can understand you need to be funding the arts yeah. and not the food, right? Yeah. So yeah. that makes sense in some ways. So just got to find other people. I do have lots of donors that donate food to my kids, so I'm lucky. Yep. And this is one of the things we look for on the grant application. There's a space where you can say in-kind donations. Yeah. Because as a council, one of our funding priorities, and uh, as an aside, if you go to our Facebook page, right now we're doing our survey to set our funding priorities for next year. So definitely have a look at that. Just Holyoke Local Cultural Council on Facebook. So there is a part on the application that will look for in-kind donations and other support. This is one of the things that will help make your application stronger. Because as a council, what we like to do is try to spread out the money as much as we can to qualified projects that meet our funding priorities, that meet the state requirements, rather than funding one thing fully and nothing else. Right. And so we don't ever want to be the single sole source of funding for a project. We want to see that you're working with community partners. Um, we want to see if there are other folks coming in and supporting. So maybe, like as you're describing, you're doing an event, someone else donates the pizza. That's an in-kind donation that you can add. One of the things we do need on the application is a budget. So if the event is right. gonna be like $1,000, but 100 bucks of that is the pizza that someone else is already covering, that's an in-kind donation. Someone else is donating paper, or someone else is donating their time or giving you a reduced rate, like normally it would right. be $500 to come in and do a workshop, but we'll give it to you for 250 that is a $250 in-kind donation. Right, a lot of people don't know about that yeah. language, mm-hmm. and that's really important when you're grant writing, Yep. to be able to know what that is and be able to document it for Absolutely. your grants. Yep. So great, what are the deadlines? What's coming up here for people that are listening and wanna get on board with yeah. signing up? So first things first, uh, keep an eye, you can actually go onto the MCC page and like sign up for their newsletter and get uh, heads up about when grant, game, not just local cultural council, but like festival grants and this grant. You just get on their their newsletter and they'll just let you know when things are coming up. Yeah, I get those emails, they're really helpful. I also set calendar reminders for myself of when the deadlines are and I set week, like three weeks out, four weeks out, Mm -hmm. just to remind myself not to forget those deadlines because like you said, they're not flexible. Right, I mean, the, the application will open at the beginning of September. It always opens at the beginning of September. You can sub, you can go ahead and submit as soon as that application is open. You don't have to wait until the last minute. And in fact, we recommend you don't. Right. Because if everybody's scrambling to get their stuff in by midnight on a computer system, yeah, mostly sometimes that works, but sometimes it doesn't. Plus, scrambling at the end. No. Yeah, do it early. Exactly. Um, so we're looking at that six week window between September 1st and mid-October. 
we also post about this constantly on our Facebook page once it opens. Um, there may be an update on the city's website as well. Um, basically, just keep an eye on that. When it pops open, start applying, but you can start thinking about projects now. Like if you are taking your students to Old Sturbridge Village, potentially fundable. If you are taking your students to the Boston Museum of Science, potentially fundable. This is also a great way I might add to like defray the cost of the bus because the bus, the cost of the bus is mm -hmm. what pe keeps people from going on field right. trips. And, yeah, and nurses. I yeah. don't know if you get a lot of requests for anything like that, but nurses and buses are the things that really make field trips not able to happen very frequently. Yep. Yeah, and so those things are all potentially fundable. Okay. Um, I, I never say like, yes, this is absolutely fundable because it's a committee that we work collectively to make decisions. We're not looking at like the writing style. Like we're not worried about a fancy writing application. We're looking at ideas. What are you doing? Does it have public, public benefit? How? How much is it going to cost? And it has to be within every fund, every council sets their own sort of funding priorities uh, and they're we're looking specifically at a timeline between for projects that happen between January 1st and December 31st. So it has to be sometime in 2024. Okay, yeah, great. The other thing that I recommend as a teacher that has done this before is go online and sign up for that online platform ahead of time. Oh yes, please. You also need to work with your school principal and get mm -hmm. permission to do this because you may have to go through your district office if you're listening in a different community, you still have to kind of go through these mm -hmm. steps. Depend, it, even if you're not doing the Holyoke Local Cultural Council specifically, you've gotta get those permissions from your principal because then you may have to go through your district grant writer even so they know what's happening and that you may not be competing with somebody else in your school. I know you said that earlier that the Holyoke Local Cultural Council doesn't really work like some of the other councils do oh, yeah. in the area where there's there may not be that competition element within a school per se. Yeah, so uh, different schools have different require, uh, requirements and regulations and different things. So mm -hmm. you you can also apply to different cultural councils. So for example, if you're working in a Holyoke school and you're doing an event with Holyoke students and you're taking them to something in Amherst, you could apply for funding from both of those cultural well, that's councils. that's good to know. You, you might get it from Holyoke, you might not get it from the other one, but we get applications where people are just like, oh, because one of the questions is, what other councils have you applied to? And it's like, ding, 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 ding. Okay. Like, one of our things with the Holyoke Local Cultural Council is how does it benefit Holyoke? We're very Holyoke-centric mm -hmm. in what we're trying to fund. Um, again, always public benefit. We go broadly with this. Like, if you are taking students to, as long as it's a, a place in Massachusetts, it's mm -hmm. potentially fundable. Okay. But if you were taking them to the Mystic Aquarium, we couldn't actually fund that because it's out of state. I see. It's a state yeah. regulation. Okay. Great. That's really good to know, too, because some people may go jumping yep. through hoops and trying to get these grants applications completed, and they might not understand that. You can't take the kids to Broadway. Like, I wouldn't apply for, a, I go to Broadway every year with my students, and I know that mm -hmm. is not a grant, the Holyoke uh, Local Cultural Council grant opportunity for me. I have to get my funding other ways. Right. For that. But if you were, let's say, uh, having a Zoom with a performer who says, yeah, I'll come and Zoom into your class or I'll come visit your class. That is potentially fundable. 
Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, great, great to know. And you can always ask us, and we will. We're we're thinking about. I don't know if it's going to come together or not. Sometimes we do grant writing workshops to sort of get people together and talk about this. Mm-hmm. Scheduling is always kind of tricky. We have some slides and some information up on our Facebook page, but you can always email or folks can give me a call. I'm the current co-chair and before that, the treasurer. So I, this is my jam. And you get back to people very quickly. This I will jam. point that out. Yeah, she's really good I at try. getting back. I try. People, I have to remember so. to get into the other Gmail because we have a specific Gmail for this. And I'm like, I check my Gmail. I'm like, wait, I got like three more. I got to check. Today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. And, and folks, I mean, I'm easy to spot. <laughs> I have hot pink hair. Come find me and be like, I got a question about this. Exactly. And, and we have many multiple members of the council. Any of them can answer these kinds of questions. You can go online and go look at the Holyoke page specifically through the MCC, see our different members. We have multiple bilingual members in many different languages. The MCC also offers translation services. You just have to ask for it about three weeks ahead of time. So okay. if you are an entirely Spanish speaker and you need translation services for this application, they have that. You just need to know to ask for it three weeks before the deadline. That's great. Yeah, right? Awesome, making it more accessible. Yeah, not just Spanish, but also like Portuguese and Hindi and like, they're amazing. The MCC does a lot of amazing work with access. That's really incredible. What are some of the projects that are happening right now or upcoming that you all have been involved in? Ah, so there's a list posted. I mean, every year- It's a huge list. It's a monster list. <laughs> yeah. But that's what we want because again, we try to spread out the wealth as much as we can. And then just like off the top of my head, like Holyoke Pride, um, the Holyoke Community of Frenda that happens every year. Yeah, that's great. We're on that Wisteria Hearst, like different programming over at Wisty. There are, there are so many different things. Is there things. anything with the murals that you guys are involved in? Is that something? Beyond compl- Walls is a separate project, okay. but boy, do we love it. because It's really that stuff cool. It's amazing. It's so cool. It's almost like looking at, it, it's like, how did they paint that first fall? I know. And, and they're this close, like they're right up on it's the incredible. wall, and it's just such a grand scale. It's amazing how how mathematically inclined mm-hmm. they all must be. One of my favorites has been looping past the gorilla one and just yeah. sort of like seeing how it develops because it's kind of on my loop home from work stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, look at that, oh, look at that. The veteran over there near the war memorial, have you seen that one across from? Yes. So that one reminds me of Abraham Lincoln. I'm not sure if that's bit. the I, whole I, point I, of it, but I'm like, <laughs> is that supposed to be young Abby? <laughs> okay, so Google who it actually is okay. because it's amazing and that particular person's placement near the war memorial is not a coincidence. Yeah, I had seen a little bit because I went online to see if mm-hmm. it was Abraham Lincoln and I found out that it was not. Yep. But it intrigued me enough to Google it. Yeah. So if you haven't driven around down in Holyoke and seen these murals, you're missing out in a huge way right Word. now. And if you don't live around here, you need to Google it because yeah. it's really, really awesome. Oh, and also plan a trip in. We're, we're pretty amazing. Exactly. We've got awesome. a lot of good restaurants. We've got all, Fame is now open. Oh my God, love oh my Fame. God, love it. I will also mention, however, if you are an organization and you want to paint a mural, possibly fundable. Great. Awesome. Love this. So what, what, I mean, it basically sounds like anything could possibly be fundable if it falls within the city Right, or Massachusetts. Yeah, it's mostly it's state guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, we go pretty broadly with this. We obviously, we wanna make sure that our programming is accessible. So when people are applying and they're like, oh, we're gonna have this event, we wanna make sure that not only are you having an event somewhere like 
at a location that you have in mind already that you're already working toward, but it needs to be accessible. Mm -hmm. um, and we mean that very, very broadly in terms of access. Um, things that are also potentially fundable are interpreters. Yeah. Um, Pamela Means had a, a sign language interpretation for one of the performances that she did here in Holyoke. Yeah, I want to do that. So good. I want to do that this year, Super too. Super fundable. And potentially also um, part of what the, the Cultural Council or the Massachusetts Cultural Council does, they also have things around this. So if you're having an event and it's uh, related to the Cultural Council, there may be opportunities to bring that in, bring those interpretations in as well. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about, we have, we're doing Our Town this year. We're doing the bilingual version of oh, Our snap. Town. Oh, Yeah, with subtitles projected. I did our, our Town in high school. I love that play so much. It's just one of those plays that I love. And when HCC did it about five years mm -hmm. ago before the pandemic, they did an amazing job. And when they did it, I was like, okay, I got to give it some time to settle. But yep. then I want to do it with my students because it's just one of those. It's classic. Amazing plays that it's timeless. It's yeah. like it could happen in any place at any time. Yep. And that's why I love that Nilo Cruz did a translation. Their mm -hmm. version's like a multilingual one, but we're going to just do the bilingual version. That's awesome. Because we don't have a Cajun Creole population mm. that can speak it within the school. Right. But that's the, the version we're doing has the trilingual. Yep. So. But if you wanted to hire someone in to work on voice accents, potentially fundable. Oh, that's cool. That's really good to know because our second show involves accents. Whoa. <laughs> so. hey, are, do we get to know what it is or is it like it's under wraps? Well, Alan. The set is a monster. We're doing Noises Off. No way. We are. Oh. And I have a meeting today about the set because it's a monster. Yeah. It's basically a character on and of itself. And yep. Yep. our stage at Holyoke High, people don't realize this, is kind of shallow. Yeah, it's a say. big stage, but the apron at the top, mm -hmm. I mean, the proscenium arch, rather, is shallow. Yep. So that set might be a little complicated. So we may have to do like a split level type deal. I am so excited <laughs> about this. I mean, you can't see it on radio, but I'm like, tell me. Anymore. I love that show. And not a lot oh, of people so in Holyoke good. know about it. Oh, so it's so I, good. People need to come see it. Though. I'm a way back theater nerd, so I'm all over this. Yeah, it's perfect. So we'll hope you'll be there. <laughs> and, and, and this kind of thing is fundable. So for example, if you were looking to do like a ticket subsidy program for this, mm -hmm. potentially oh, fundable. perfect. Right? Okay, good to know, because I already keep the tickets really low to I get know. people there. Yep. Two for five dollars for student tickets. You can't beat that. Word. Super good. <laughs> so, Super good. Um, yeah, great. Well, where do people find out more information? You mentioned Facebook. Yep. Are they just looking up Holyoke Local Cultural Council? Yes. Yeah, so if you if you just look Holyoke Local Cultural Council, that'll take us right take you right to our Facebook page. But definitely, you'll want to go to the Massachusetts Cultural Council main website, and from there, like investigate, poke around, and look at all the other different grants, mm -hmm. and then look for local cultural council and it has a search bar where you can f you can search and then search for Holyoke obviously it'll take you to our sort of mini page lists our members lists the funding the projects we funded this past year and other information that you might need to know and I and definitely if you're thinking about even if you're just thinking about it, you should sign up for that online platform yes please so you're already kind of ahead of the game on that because you don't have to go ahead and do that fill and fill it out then, and then scramble and how does this work and right then you can that. start asking questions or if you're confused you can call up Anne or email her and yep. get all the info so you can be on board for the fall application process yeah it's amazing and I it's they only open once a year so if you're thinking about doing a project in 2024 this is your window of opportunity right. Right. And it is also, as the Cultural Council, this is literally the 
it sounds terrible to say it, but this is the only thing that we do. This is our this is our primary mission. Like we are volunteers that are appointed by the mayor, and our 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 only task, our only big thing on this is to administer this grant program locally. We meet once a month just to sort of check in and see how things are going. Our grant decisions are made in November because we're on this super tight timeline. As soon as the applications close, we start reading those grants, we make decisions in November, and then um, letters are sent out within December to January. Okay. So okay it's it's amazing but last year there was a little bit of a delay right was that what happened last so year? traditionally what happens is um there's a three weeks period where the i hate to say rejection but the denial letters go out because mm-hmm. sometimes people apply for things that are just not fundable right like pizza exactly right? or a trip to connecticut right it's like oh we definitely we're not allowed to fund this because our priorities right mm-hmm. or sometimes people pitch projects that are good projects but they don't really have anything to do with holyoke mm-hmm. or it's clear that they've applied to every single one of those 329 different cultural councils and we may look at this as a committee and say this is a good project but how does it benefit holyoke's specifically right where is the public benefit for Holyoke and how accessible is this project right is it accessible can we right exactly I will also say that we're still funding online programs and in-person programs so like zoom stuff is still like I mean we are still in a pandemic right so that is still in the mix um basically if you have like a good idea kind of see what happens right public benefit and then so there's that three weeks period where those letters go out first So if you apply and you don't hear from us in December, good news, you probably got a grant. Hey, hey. Or the post office lost your letter, but (laughs) you can also always email us and be like, what's up with this? You also get email. The advantage of having it be an online system is that you're notified through email as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and then after that, the award letters go out, and in that award letter is not just your award letter, but also that important paperwork. Like if you don't have a vendor ID number with the city, you have to get one before you can get a check. Right, and you also have to thank the council there is that online yep. before you can even get the check also there's we certain do, checks and we checks do, and balance yes we do look <laughs> one of the requirements of funding is that you credit the mcc right um, and using their logo um but you can do that in sort of creative ways like the flywheel zine fair they organized this amazing thing over at the high school with like creating zines and oh, like cool. zine workshops and awesome. stuff and their posters included the mcc but it was like drawn like hand drawn clearly still the mcc and i was like that's rad that's a cool idea yeah i just made a social media post with that logos. also works yeah. <laughs> well and, and then when you submit your paperwork we do ask you to you want to hang on to your receipts of course yeah, yeah, yeah. you need to fill out that reimbursement form totally um you always want to keep a copy for yourself mm-hmm. because paperwork you know like if you mail it sometimes it goes into city hall and if you've ever been in holyoke city hall you know that often things flow in the right direction but sometimes things go other even just places. with the post office right it does oh, yeah. that too so. i think i <laughs> I love the USPS, but literally had a letter to a friend eaten and I got half of it back in the oh, mail. Gosh. And I was like, oh no, friends, yeah. <laughs> what's up with this? Um, but always keep it for your records. Smart. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you have like a program from the thing that you did or a poster or whatever, just pop that in there as well. 
Okay. And we look at all those things, we make sure all the numbers match, our treasurer checks it, we track it online, do the paperwork, and then it goes over to the auditor's office, and then a check gets sent. And so usually that process can take anywhere from four to eight weeks, mm-hmm. depending on whatever else is going on, or if it's like audit time. If it's audit time, it's gonna take eight weeks, you know? Right, right. So, but you can always message and be like, usually the mail we get is like, where's my money? I, like literally the check is in the mail <laughs> and I can and tell actually you, you guys do it electronic money now don't you uh I think we're still doing checks but maybe the auditor's office is doing okay. something funky I haven't learned about yet yeah ours went in electronically this year ah that might have been also depending on like if you're a Holyoke organization right. that has an account with the city, right. that might have been some of that. But most of the time, if organizations, depending on their thing with the city, might get that. Often individuals get a check in the mail. Whatever works, I right? Mean, take it to the bank. <laughs> you yeah, know? right. Exactly. I was really thrilled when I saw that because you do apply in the fall and then a lot of time passes. So sometimes yep. you're kind of like forget that you applied right. because so much is going on. Yep. And then when you get the email because I got an email. It was like Christmas. Yeah, it was like, oh my God, yay. I went running down the hallway at school like, we just got a grant, woo. I I love it. Well, and that's that's the thing is like, we're not talking about a little bit of money. Like in Holyoke, every city in town gets a certain chunk of money depending on per capita. And so Mm -hmm. in Holyoke, we usually are somewhere in the neighborhood of like $60,000. That's awesome. And if we allocate money out from a prior year and a project doesn't happen, and this happens somewhat frequently in Holyoke for a lot of different reasons. Like Mm -hmm. a project falls apart or a collaborating member leaves or you were gonna have it at a space and that space closes or you lose interest or the grant wasn't enough in the first place for you to finish the project or whatever. That money, because we're doing the reimbursement system, Mm -hmm. that money rolls over. Okay. Yeah, we have a fancy word called it becomes unencumbered, which sounds like cucumber, but whatever. So it becomes unencumbered and it rolls into the next year. So we have like a certain amount and then there's a little bit extra that comes back to us that didn't get used before. Okay. So um, apply. Apply often. Apply frequently. You can apply for multiple grants. We, our council, does not have a restriction that says you can only apply for one. And the reason for that is like people do a lot of awesome stuff in the city, but also like we have fiscal agents. So if one, if an organization is a fiscal agent right. and they can only put in one application, that makes it really tough for people to, to get stuff done. Right. So you can submit multiple applications for different projects. Right, and sometimes the projects, right, like if the Holyoke Public Schools is auditioning, applying. <laughs> I always think of things in theater. Everybody's used to that by now, right? Uh, when I go to a football game, it is not halftime, it is intermission. But <laughs> when the schools apply, it could be so many varying types True. of projects, yep. right? It could be a theatrical project yep. or a field trip or yep. a guest artist, so many different. So that's great that that we can do that in this in the city yeah. um, the, as the district, but also just as creators, as artists, yep. as community members yeah one big thing is that public benefits got to have public benefit Mm -hmm. so if you're buying art supplies for you to use to teach something might or might not be fundable Um, but if you're applying for art supplies to teach something that the students are then going to do and then there's going to be an art show definitely much more fundable because the public benefit there is a lot greater right okay um bringing it into the community yeah or bringing the community into it and we again define that broadly like field trips people go on field trips like that's not like you don't think of that as like the public is coming on the field trip but like those 
students are going to have that experience of going and, and having that field trip. They're going to go home. They're going to talk about it. It's going to enrich their educational experience. And that's one of the things that pops up on our community sur- community surveys all the time is like funding arts in the schools. Yeah. So everybody needs to get online and fill out that survey. Please go to our Facebook page and take that survey if if you are listening to this prior to the end of August. Yeah, okay, great. And if not, do it for next year. Yeah, keep an eye out for it. <laughs> yeah. We do it every single year and it helps us set our funding priorities because we're on a timeline where like we're setting our funding priorities now in like July, beginning of August so that we can use those funding priorities for that September to October, November grant cycle. Mm-hmm. So okay. we're always interested in that data. And our meetings are open to the public. You can always come watch us. What if somebody wants to become a member? Oh, 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 yes, please. So it is a mayoral appointment. Okay. So you'll need to go to the mayor's uh, like webpage on the city, uh, the city of Holyoke webpage. Holyoke.org. That's the one. Mm-hmm. And um, there's an interest form for all the different boards and commissions of which the Holyoke Local Cultural Council is one. Okay. And it's it's a mayoral appointment. It's volunteer. It's not paid. There's no money involved. There's a little bit of training. You have to go through the same state ethics training that every other city employee does because we're considered city employees. Um, even though we're not paid. Um, but we're paid in culture. There you go. I love it because I get a sneak peek of all the awesome stuff coming coming out in the next year where I'm like, ooh, I want to go to this. Oh, this is amazing. Well, yeah, oh, you're yeah. getting paid in joy. I mean, when Word. you give people money, you're giving them so much joy that they can do these cool things for their students or for their community members or for the people that they live nearby. And I just think it's just a joy-giving position. I, I agree. I don't know if you saw at the grants reception, I had this pin on that said, ask me how to get free money yeah this is it for like this hunk of the year all i really talk about all the time is like have you applied for this grant yet do you know about this grant you should apply for this grant please let me give you free money please let our committee fund your awesome stuff one of the things you were telling me about before we came on air was the the fact that students can be on the committee there there is space for youth participation on this committee as well uh, your first step is obviously to talk to the mayor right, right. um but the mcc is also launching a lot of initiatives to bring youth into programs like this. That's great. So I'm going to be talking to some of my students because we have that senior capstone program Mm -hmm. at Holyoke High School and I think that would be a really great tie-in. And then you had mentioned something else too that was more um, city community related, not arts related, that I think would be great for a different pathway we have. We have three different pathways at mm-hmm. Holyokai. One is performing in media arts. Um, and the other one is community and global studies, which I think would be a nice fit in yeah. for one of those other commission positions. Or, or the city council, because mm-hmm. they have a youth position oh, on the great. city council That's that right. often goes unfilled. Yes, city council, I am talking to you. Okay, well, really good to know. I'm going to be taking this back to somebody at Holyokai that's in charge of all of the stuff. And we're going to get moving on that because we want students involved in our community they're also welcome to come watch our meetings again it's we're we're a per open meeting law anybody can come watch our meetings we're currently meeting in we actually have an office in city hall off to the side of the ballroom okay and people can come like watch our meetings i know it's not like super exciting but they are monday right now they're mondays from 6 30 to 8 it's the first monday of the month okay they're moving around a little bit because september is not a great month for mondays because there's a lot going on in mondays and in, in uh september yeah but we post them per open meeting law on the Holyoke website. Okay. And usually agendas pop up there as well, so you can see what we're gonna talk about. Okay. Usually it's like, let's talk about some grants. Awesome. (laughs) What are we doing to get people to apply for grants? So if people join the committee, Mm 
after they meet with the mayor, apply through all of that. November, it gets busy. You said it's more than once a month in November, yeah, right? Yeah, November is when we make our determinations on the grants. And so we spend a lot of time reading the grant applications. We do read every single one. Um, we rank them individually, and then we get together and talk about them, and then we do our funding allocations. So it's usually, uh, we usually schedule like four kind of three or four hour meetings in November. November is the big time to review this stuff. Okay, great. Well, what what's the website? Massculturalcouncil.org. Massculturalcouncil.org, great. Yep. So I really appreciate you coming in today. I think that it's awesome what you guys are doing. The Holyoke Local Cultural Council is super important to our community and all the work that we're doing as educators in the arts and just artists in our community and just community members that love the arts. So check out the Mass Cultural page and go to the Holyoke Local Cultural Council Facebook page. Make sure to ask Anne any questions before the September launch of the new arts grant cycle. Yeah, for sure. Like find me out and about. Again, I'm easy to spot. And this is, again, this is this grant program is the main thing that we do. We are different from, folks might know like the Northampton Arts Council. They might know the East Hampton Arts Council. Those are 501c3s that actually have two committees working side by side, only one of which is an LCC. And in Holyoke, we are strictly the LCC. The grant program is our entire mandate. Right. So you aren't putting on events like other communities might be because they have that other offshoot of their um, LCC, right? They've got the 501c3 that Mm -hmm. can hire people to organize and manage community-based events. Yeah. And occasionally, like, local cultural councils will put on event. Like, we were instrumental in uh, Celebrate Holyoke when Celebrate Holyoke was happening. We did the Holyoke Latin Jazz Fest for a number of years. So some organizations do do those kinds of things, but in recent years, we have kind of pared back from that and put funding toward projects that people in the community are doing. And awesome. we fund a huge range. Like we funded the Holyoke Farmers Market and this Zine Fest and uh, different arts and painting projects and after school arts programs with kids and all kinds of awesome stuff. So if you think you have a project that's potentially fundable, it's potentially like fundable. The Ethnic Studies Block Party. Word. Yep, that was yep. awesome. Yep. So great annual tradition at Holyoke High School. Well, thanks again, Anne, for coming in today. I really appreciate the chat with you. I hope a lot of people apply online for yes, the grant please. cycle. And I'm looking forward to seeing what people have worked up for projects for this year. Exciting. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for having us in. This has been Spotlight On. Spotlight On is produced at Holyoke Media in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Spotlight On is a resource for all things theater education, from lesson planning to how to produce a show on a budget, fundraising, teaching ELL students, inclusivity in the theater classroom, professional development, and so much more. Tune in each week for a new guest in the spotlight that will share all things theater education. 